Hello and welcome to another episode of GetAGoodStart.com's podcast. I'm Scott Agnoli, your host, and you are in for a treat today. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at GetAGoodStart. Before we begin, I just want to remind you to go to GetAGoodStart.com to read the accompanying blog to this podcast episode. It contains additional information about our guest and follow-up action items you can take to get a good start. Last November, Seton Hall University honored Professor Michael Reuter on his retirement. He was a director of the Gerald P. Boncino Center for Leadership Development and now holds the rank of Emeritus Director. One of the most charming, optimistic, friendly, and joyful people I have ever met, I have the distinguished honor of calling him my friend and mentor. Ladies and gentlemen, here is my interview with Professor Michael Reuter. Michael, thank you for joining me this morning. Oh, Scott, it's a joy to be with you, my friend. Well, it's it's really exciting. We're, I think we're, we're going to cross some good topics and, and, and have some good answers and give people some great information today. And I'm going to start right off with the basic question I've asked everybody in interviews is, when you think about getting a good start, what does that really mean for you? For me, a good start is understanding, and we go back to Stephen Covey, a good start means I have to know where I'm going. I have to know my end in mind. As Covey said, start with the end in mind. And if if I don't know that, I'm just going to be going to the left, to the right, etc. not knowing, searching for something. So a good start to me and you know for the the people i coach and serve is always what is the end in mind and there are different types of end in mind there's a short term and a long term the one we're looking for in terms of our career journey is what is my purpose and meaning what is the ultimate on the last days of my journey turn around and look back and say it's been a magnificent trip not one that has, you know, sidesteps. We will always have sidesteps. That's the joy because those are the little discoveries we make along the way. But it began with what is my purpose and meaning? What is my end in mind? And in career words, what is the profession I want to get into? What is that love of my life that it can serve people, serve a business? Yes. Excellent. I appreciate that so much because, um, you know, when I think back to when I started in the professional world, I think I was more about making sure I had the most opportunities, whatever those were. And I didn't know what the end was yet, but I kind of had a, a, I'd say a, a, a narrower focus on where I wanted to wind up. And I gave myself the chance to have the opportunities to get there. So I put myself at a big agency when I came right out of college, which allowed me to to figure out was I gonna go more towards photography, video, print advertising, but I gave myself those opportunities. And uh, I knew where I wanted to get to, wasn't sure exactly what the final was gonna be, but opportunity for me was a big thing. And, you know, when I think back about those early days, I think, I always think to myself, boy, if I could go back and, and, tell my 22 year old self something to help me get a better start in my career, what would it be? So I ask you that question. What would you tell your 22 year old self back then? Again, find out 
fact, it goes back to start with the end in mind. You know, what do I want to accomplish in life? What right. is my goal? What is my passion? What can I can contribute? Back when I was 22 year old, success to me again, to Michael Reuter at that period is life. Success was, well, I go out and get a good job, make a lot of money. Was that success in the long term? Well, money always has a place of it, place in it. But it's at 22 years old, the question I should be asking, what is going to make me happy? What do I love in life? What do I have a passion for? So that I wake up every morning and say, I can't wait to get there because I'm doing something that I love. And then all of a sudden that love, that passion can make more money for you in, in the entire world if, if that's your end in mind. So 23 year olds, it's whatever, you know, what do I love? What, it, what do I have within me that I wake up every morning and have a passion for? You know, you touch on a great subject there and that's success. What is success? Uh, I had a long discussion with uh, uh, my old college roommate actually and we talked, he said, what is success really? What do, what do you, what do you term it as? And I, you know, I really had to sit down and think about what is success? Cause for me nowadays, success isn't about money. It's not about power. It's about uh, fulfill, personal fulfillment. That's right. It's about bringing joy and, and um, fulfillment to others. And I, I think, you know, as, me and him tossed this volleyball back and forth and talked about success and what it means. It's funny when you're younger, success means big car, big house, big wallet, right? right. Um, because it's material. And I think, uh, I forget who, who said it, but there was a, um, an actor who said, you know, the, the, as you get older, more things get, get taken away from you and you don't realize it till they're gone. And then you realize the most important things have nothing to do with money or power or big cars. They have to do with the experiences and the people you, 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 you experience those events with. And, uh, you know, I thought it was very interesting because I, I think the difference between 22 years old and 52 years old for me is, you know, the difference between valuing physical objects, tangible things, and valuing experience things and and you know for me um my 22 year old self would have been best served if i had uh you know had more of a focus around preparation rather than dreaming about that that goal a dream is important but you have to have a plan and i didn't always have a plan so that for me was was something i would have told myself have a better plan even if you fail at that plan you can still learn from it and move on to the next plan. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Now, now you've had extensive experience in the college world. I mean, we all know you for your work at the Pacino Center at, at uh, Seton Hall. And what I want to ask you is with your experience as a leader and leading young people in college, what kind of advice did you give or would you give freshmen who entered a college as how they could get a better start or a better start to success in the college environment. That discussion would always center about who you are 
what gifts you bring to the table and what you want to ultimately be. It begins with that uh, inner self-discovery. And early on, if somebody asked me when I first went to college, well, you really have to understand yourself and get your poise and confidence, I wouldn't have known what the depth <laughs> they were talking about. Because it's, right. it becomes just words. Right. But it's the relationship you'd have with someone, someone who cares about you, about your life, about your achievement of your life streams, whatever they're going to be. But somebody who can guide you and start focusing you on who you are, the gifts you bring to the table. And each of us are incredibly unique, you know, truly unique in a universe that those words have always been used. People think they're crazy, but it's a reality. There are gifts with inside you, with inside me, that are, you couldn't even duplicate them because right. truly unique. And it is that understanding early on to have that serious dialogue, one that you used the word plan before. Mm. What is the plan? What are the steps? in understanding that final goal, which you want to be. Right. And notice the choice of the words. I said, what you want to be. I didn't say do. It's from great being come great doing. So you got to start internally to get to where you want to go. I know I get up every morning. I make sure I make my bed because it just makes me feel better. Yep. Also take, I take a little, I take a little pause of gratitude for the day because now I have an opportunity to do something better today because I'm alive and I'm awake and I'm ready to go. Right. How, how do you start your day to, you know, kick it off and say, you know, today's going to be a great day. I'm going to, I'm going to get a good start here. What's your good start for every day? Not a good start. Uh, and it happens every morning, every morning I'm lying there when the eyes open, you know, 4:30 in the morning, whatever to turn around to myself and say, this will be the greatest day yet. Didn't say ever, the greatest day yet. It's the mindset, it's the mindset, Scott, and I know you get this deeply. It's that positive mindset that every day, as John wouldn't say, make it your masterpiece. And we have that, that opportunity every day. That is the joy. That's the excitement to wake up every morning to say this will be the best year yet. Not best day yet. Not that it's poopy. No. <laughs> it's going to be one of the greatest. You know, right. it, it starts with that mindset, a positive mindset, an enthusiastic one. And you start your day filled with excitement and it gets better. Oh, there's nothing better than that. I mean, I totally agree with you 100%. And, and um, <clears throat> if you don't have the mindset, you can't get there. And I, I, I tell people, you know, if, if you, you, all you are looking for is the bad thing. If you say, oh, that'll never work. It'll never work. It won't. You'll see all the negatives. But if you keep the positive mindset, you will find the opportunities to make even the toughest and challenging of times uh, bearable and be able to overcome them. But if you have the negative mindset, you won't be able to do it at all. 
So we're wrapping up. And what I like to do is I want to give you a little homework, a little personal homework. I, I, I threw this in, I thought about it and it'd be good. And every one of my interviewees are getting a different piece of homework. And you do it at your leisure. You don't even have to do it. But I think this is the way you can pass on to someone else. And you might already do this already, Mike. I, I, I'm sure you probably do. But one of the things I like to do to give someone a good start to their day or start their day over later in the day is to give them a thank you that they weren't expecting. To give a person who doesn't normally get a thank you a thank you. So what I'm going to ask you to do is I want you to pick out someone, whether it's the, the woman at the coffee shop that you see often, or even like what I do, the garbage men, I write them a personal note and I hand them to them. And all it says in it is, thank you. I appreciate your work. And when a, the garbage men got that, the three guys that ride the truck past my house, they were so caught off guard. I, I can't tell you how it made me feel, but I'm sure it made them feel a lot better for the rest of that day. And they got a better start to that day after that. Cause they could have been having a pretty crummy day before that. That's right. But so my task for you, the homework, so to speak, is to find someone who normally doesn't get some sort of written thank you. It could just be a note card, a piece of paper folded in half, whatever it is, but just a message that says, thank you. I appreciate your work. And that's it. Thank you. Thank you. That'd be a good one, right? I get it. Absolutely. I thank you for your time. I appreciate your work that you do. I appreciate who you are and the mentor you've been to me. And uh, I look forward to speaking with you soon. Thanks, Mike. I look forward to it, Scott. You please take care. Be safe and well. I will.